Hey everyone, it doesn't matter what stage we're at in life, everyone needs to feel protected. So whether you're just starting your family, saving for your nest egg, or sailing into your retirement years, Van Kempen Insurance has you covered with life annuities and Medicare supplements. Van Kempen Insurance has been serving their clients for over 30 years. They care deeply about your peace of mind. They're ready to find you the most affordable coverage, and they can't wait to hear from you. Contact them at vankempenins.com for a free quote and consultation. So get out and live your life with purpose, passion, and the right kind of protection. Again, contact them at vankempenins.com. Hey, welcome to the Soul Gym. I'm Crystal. And I'm Jody. And we are the Soul Gym Sisters coming straight out of Las Vegas. Where it snowed. <laughs> and they actually closed school. Can you believe I it? I cannot. <laughs> We're from South Dakota, so we are quite used to snow, and where people are freaking out, God bless them, we look at the snow and go, oh, oh. snow. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we are so glad that you've joined us this week. Um, isn't it funny, though? You know, a little side note, Jody and I move from one of the coldest places in, in the, the world <laughs> in the world to one of the hottest places in the world and while we love our south dakota friends i think we enjoy the heat <laughs> a little bit better a little bit better but anyway we're so thankful that you have joined us for part 2 of, of the soul gym last week we were talking about um pure thinking and purity is just not something that is really heralded uh, much in, in today's culture. And really what we were saying is that anything that has contaminated our thinking um, is impure. And so where we started to dig, we, we kind of talked about the obvious, you know, pornography and, you know, and violence and all those things. And absolutely that is true. But we, we, we took a little different turn on this and we said, that one of the things that cannot easily be detected is an impure motive. And so we, we took last week and said it was time for a motive, motive check. check. Motive check. <laughs> what is motive? Motive is defined by the underlying reason we do something. Yep. It is the why. Now, the scripture says man looks at the outward. Man's focused on what it can see. But God looks at the heart. So what we're going to talk about is our heart. Exactly. So motive matters to God. Yes. He cares far more about our character. He does care about the things that we do. Yes. But he really cares about why we are doing what we're doing. So last week we set it up. We said that motive, why do we do what we do? Why do we go to the gym? Why do we give money? Why do we do we give money because we really have a heart that is tender and cares for those in need? 
or do we want to get that award at the end of the year banquet for all the money we've given? And again, we're not saying those things are wrong, but it is always a heart check. That's what we're doing. And so motive comes out of one of two places. It either comes out of self, which is birthed out of pride, or it comes out of a humble heart, one seeking after God's heart. And so what's, what's the difference? What's the definition? The definition of pride is to be high-minded, enveloped in smoke. You say enveloped in smoke. What does that mean? When you're enveloped in smoke, you can't see your way out. You can't see the light. You can't see the truth. You're surrounded by darkness and you're believing lies. Right on. How about humility there, Sister Jody? Humility. Humility's good. Humility is the opposite of pride. Pride goes high, thinks more highly of itself than it should. Now, the Bible doesn't say we shouldn't think high of ourselves. Notice it says that we are not to think more highly than we ought to think, meaning believing lies about ourselves. Humility means to go low. It's it's a, a form of worship. It's a form of servanthood. It, it's meekness, it's tenderness, and humility is teachable. You know what? Last week, we were talking about why God loves a humble heart. And we had brought up um, Moses in the Bible, and that he at the time in, the, in his generation was considered the meekest man. And the importance of that is, is what? That God used him more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the, the heart of being meek? The, is so that God can use us. Once we get so full of pride and so puffed up, guess what? All kinds of bad mm-hmm. things are going to start happening. Pride is a deadly sin. And as we're going to talk about, it, it definitely comes before a fall. Pride is in, in today's culture is, is identified as narcissism, this excessive self-interest, you know, a sense of entitlement. And he, here's key um, to, to really be thinking about. It's a lack of empathy. Mm. And so the more we are consumed with ourselves, the less we think about other people, care about other people, feel bad when anything happens to other people. And so it is a very, very dangerous motive to have. And as, as we can see, just, just look around. And here's the thing. The more you start um, identifying motive and teaching about motive and learning about motive, the more you see it everywhere, not only just in culture, but in yourself. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is being able to identify the symptoms of pride in our lives and the, the difference between a heart of, of pride and a heart of humility. And so let's start with the symptoms of pride. Okay. Now, before you shut this off yes. and say, well, pride, I don't have pride. Goodbye. Um, what we're going to do right now is give you symptoms of your own life so that you can identify where it is in you. Now, again, like Crystal said, you're going to begin to see it in yourself, but you're also going to begin to see it in other people. Now, this isn't about you going, oh, I see it in you and I see it in you. No, look at yourself and, and identify the symptoms 
in you. Now, we have a list. Now, see if you fall in any of these categories. Hey, you might not even. You might be the humblest person on the planet, but just try and be honest and open and look at some of these things that we are going to identify as pride. And this is not an exhaustive list. No. This thing go, could go on yep. for a century. We've just identified a, a few um, a few symptoms, and the first one is pride seeks to impress. <laughs> and this has got to be the center of yes. all pride, is how do I look? How do I look? How am I looking in front of everybody? Don't embarrass me. Yeah, don't, em- no, please, and don't you dare embarrass me. Pride... Um, and seeking to impress is always talking about themselves, talk, talking about myself. Uh, in, in doing so, that means we're very uninterested in other people. But here's the kicker. We assume they're interested in us. <laughs> yeah, you have a, a very small, uh, what is it called, awareness of how other people are perceiving you or the level of interest in the group. Have you ever been around that person that goes on and on and drones on and on about their exploits and what they know and what they can do? And they can't even read the crowd. They can't even read that people are bored. They're, they're tolerating you. They're putting up with you. Now, humility will look around and go, oh, I guess no one's interested. I'll stop talking. Exactly. See, so seeking to impress, here's, here's the thing. Um, y- you might be impressed with somebody else, but you, you, we don't admit it. Yeah. Pride just refuses to appear impressed with anyone else, with anyone else's exploits, with with anybody else's conversation and so in this seeking to impress oh man it is it is ugly and so in doing so we oftentimes put on a false front which is a lie which is a lie yeah. we, we we are impressed we put things we we hide things there's a lot of secrecy that goes along with pride and it's really sad because I mean, you in in god's eyes you really are good enough yeah. but pride is just always seeking to get their place and so they they hide a lot of things and here's the thing in in seeking to impress people people are fickle and they're gonna love you one day and guess what they're they're gonna toss you to the curb on the next and so the the heart of humility says i'm going to impress god that in, in we love Keith Moore and we just want to give a shout out to Pastor Keith Moore that I mean more life ministry, more life ministry. I mean, we just we we get a lot of information from him he has been life changing for, for us and but he's he has this thing stop trying to impress and just be impressive yes. what does that mean stop trying to impress is stop telling everyone what you've done. Stop telling everyone what you know. Stop telling everyone how great you are. One thing I find very impressive is when I find out things about people that they haven't told me. So that's the meaning of stop trying to impress. Just be impressive. Let your actions be impressive. Let your character be impressive. Let everything that you do and say, if people found out about it, they went, wow, what a great person. We don't have to go around proving how great we are. There it is again. 
Pride wants to tell everyone how great you are, but humility doesn't need to shout it from the mountaintops. So pride seeks to impress. Number two, pride is unteachable. Scripture talks about pride stiffening its neck, um, meaning haughty and stubborn, and it implies resistance. It's that person that you just can't tell them anything. They already know, or Lord forbid, you have to correct them for something, and and they just stiffen up. I mean, you you can see the body language. They just refuse to be corrected. Um, Pastor Keith Moore really embellishes this point, and he talks about that when when we get to a point of not being able to be, be corrected, that we're no longer teachable, this person tends to not want to practice anymore because they know. You know, they, they got, they got this. And he oftentimes talks about pastors who I, I, I know the scripture and I know the word and Lord forbid, if we ever get to the point where we think we know everything or every, I mean, God has a new revelation in his word every single day. And to get to the point where you can't tell me anything, that, that is a, a really scary place to be that un- unteachable person Really, you're trying to correct them or show them that there is a better way. And what does the unteachable person do? Gives excuses, blames, shifts. Lord forbid they're going to choke on I'm sorry. Um, And we can see this uh, lack of teachability again in culture where instead of personal responsibility, we have such a victim culture the victim is now heralded, and those who are courageous or take on personal responsibility are, are somehow, you know, a pariah in this culture. And that's not how God set this up. It is to um, be teachable, be correctable, and, and have that humble heart. So the humble heart is teachable. To me, that's rather scary when, when you get to a place where you, you don't believe you need correction. I mean, I used to teach at a Christian school, and I would correct my students anywhere from preschool to high school, and and the resistance you would get. And I would say to them, are you perfect? Have you, have you learned everything there is to know about life and about sports and working out? Well, no. Well, then why wouldn't you take my advice? Why wouldn't you let me teach you right now? And then they go, you're right. <laughs> I mean, and there's that, that definition of enveloped in smoke. That smoke is the illusion that you do have this. And what's scary is that's where Satan went before he fell or was kicked out of heaven is I don't need God. I don't need correction. I'm big. I'm bad. I got this. And boom, down he went. So always be teachable. Always be open. I say every day, go, where Where do I need to change? Where do I need correction? God, show me where I'm missing it. And then God can change you and your life will change. Right. I remember when I um, was a, a boss and had a, a number of employees, I'd have that circle around me and knew it was very important to always say, you, you got to tell me. I, I don't want to walk around like a fool thinking I know. You, you, you got to be able to tell me. And so I just pray that my heart 
stay open like that. And we're encouraging everyone out there to stay teachable. Yeah. And, and so where pride um, puffs up, you know, stiffens, makes excuses, that humble heart makes adjustments. Yeah. You know, it, it, it corrects things. It says, I'm sorry. It, 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 that, that's where we, we want to go with that. And so the next thing that has to do with pride is uh, being offended. <laughs> being offended. I'll never forget reading John Bevere's book, um, The Bait of Satan, and it was all about offense and boy, what, what a deadly place to go down. And so it's, uh, scripture says it's like a fortified city. You know, it, it's likened to just digging in your heels, um, where a humble heart gives the benefit of the doubt. See, we, we, we as hu- with a humble heart need to understand that there's a backstory to people. You know, when someone is um, cut you off in traffic or ignored you or there there's always a backstory and humility understands that and gives people the benefit of the doubt proverbs thirteen ten says only by pride comes contention but with the well-advised is wisdom so right there it says contention arguing strife uh, all those ugly little things. The only reason those things come is through pride. Number four, uh, pride doesn't receive well. Have you ever tried to give someone a gift and they just refuse to take it? Mm-hmm. I mean, God oftentimes tells us to do things for people. And so you're so excited and, and you try to hand somebody money or a, a present or a jacket or whatever it is, and they just refuse to take it. See, that, that heart of pride does not receive graciously, whether it's they don't want to be beholden or I'm not a charity case. You know, pride rises up. Jody, I know on a couple of occasions you've given and, and what has happened. Yeah. A few times I I've really felt the Lord told me to send two people a check on two different occasions. And with joy and, and happiness, I willingly did it and was waiting for their, oh, this meant so much to me. But instead, on both occasions, I've got both checks ripped up and sent back to me. Well, I know those people thought they were being humble and and I, you know, I can't take your money, but they don't know that hurt. And, and plus it ticked me off a little bit because they're saying a lot when they did that. They're saying, I didn't hear from God. Um, they deprived me of a blessing and they deprived themselves of a blessing. So be a receiver. And a lot of times when people aren't good at receiving <laughs> I hate to say it, but they always want to be the big dog. They always want to be in the position of people needing them and them giving to them. And Lord forbid that anyone would think that they needed anything. So be God wants us to receive as much as he wants us to give. And with that being said, number five is pride is ungrateful, whereas humility has a, a, a grateful heart. And, and boy, anytime I find myself in a funk, you know, and just I'm looking around and, and I'm ungrateful, 
you know, I feel like I, I deserve a little bit more. Boy, that is pride nipping at my heels. And one of the things I know to do is out my mouth, just start being grateful to look around and be thankful for the people who are in my life, who do not need to be in my life, but choose to be in my life, that I have food and a home and a car and I pop a, a Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke every morning and there's nothing like that burn coming down. Those kinds of things. People think that's silly, but gratitude will keep us with a heart of humility and our eyes looking to the goodness of God. So we want to stay teachable. We want to um, make sure that we're just impressive and not seeking to impress other people, that we give the benefit of the doubt. We always want the benefit of the doubt for our behavior, but man, we can be quick to just jump on someone for theirs. Remember, there is always a backstory. Uh, ask the five whys in, in someone's backstory. Why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? And why'd they do that? And you're, you're probably going to finally get to what was really going on in their heart. Um, be, be a receiver. You know, we, it's great to give and it's really cool to, to get. And so when, when you do receive, be so quick um, to be grateful. And that will keep our heart humble. And so a, f a few scripture where we kind of contrast, see, there's blessing mm -hmm. with a humble heart. Mm -hmm. And there is really bad stuff when we are full of pride. For example, uh, James 4.16 says, God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. And so, I mean, when you think about that, God is going to oppose, uh -huh. meaning he's going to resist mm -hmm. Ah, that terrifies me. But he shows favor. He shows grace. So one of the best definitions of the word favor is a demonstrated delight. The favor of God can be described as tangible evidence that a person has the approval of the Lord. Aww. Yeah, when you're humble and grace is on your life, everything seems to work. I used to think pride that God resists me. I mean, boom, I'm exploding, yeah. you know. But when God resists, nothing seems to work in your life. You know, it's hard. It's arduous. You're struggling. You're striving. With humility, things are going well. And people can look at your life and go, wow, uh, things are easy. Their relationships are going well, their job's going well, their life's going well. They just seem to be doing really well. So that's what humility will get you. In Proverbs 16, 18, it says, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. That's another one that just terrifies me. I mean, pride brings destruction. And you can, you can look around, and there's a very public story right now of, of a young man and just watching what's happening. Um, it, it, it's our understanding that he was unhappy with, you know, his income. He's, he's an actor on a, on a TV show, and he was unhappy with the income, even though it has been reported 
that he makes, you know, over $100,000 per episode, but unhappy, ungrateful with that. And it's, it's very, very sad to watch um, it, this public fall. Uh, it's hard enough to fall in private, mm-hmm. let alone how we can just come tumbling down in front of everybody. And so, boy, uh, humility does just the opposite. Mm-hmm. It, it raises you, you up. Uh, the reward of humility is riches and honor and life. That, that is the beauty of humility where, Jody, you were talking about how pride puffs mm-hmm. itself up, you know, and, and humility takes a, a more servant attitude. And, and when we say lowly, we don't mean thinking low of yeah. yourself mm-hmm. or it, all, all that's about is false humility, yeah. you know, and, and fa- here's the thing. Remember, the devil is a liar and he comes as, as an imitator, but he cannot imitate true humility. And so what does he do? He creates a false humility, something that kind of appears as though it's humble, but it's really not. Kind of like um, uh, the, the Pharisees, you know, in, in, in the Bible. I mean, you talk about false humility. And you, you know what? That's in all of us. But what did they do? They, they would, you know, set out on the street corners and pray and wanted to be impressive, yeah. you know, to, to man. And yet Jesus knew what was going on in their heart. And so, you know what? False humility might fool some people, um, but nah, you're pretty much going to be found out. Mm-hmm. But that pharisaical false humility tendency can be in all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we can say, oh, no, don't, you know, all, all of him, none of me, <laughs> you know, it, I, I'll, I'll go lower. Or it's, it's all, we, we act like we're giving God all the glory, but in our heart, we really want the glory. We really want to be thanked. We really want to be honored. And so there's a, a false humility. And guess what? It, it too, it's not real. Mm-hmm. It's going to play itself out. So we're, we're kind of getting to the end here. There, there's a few ways that you can quench pride in your life. The first is to remind ourselves how much God hates pride. You know what? I don't want to do anything my husband hates, my sister hates, people around me hate. How much more do I want to remind myself that God hates pride? I've noticed in the Bible, God doesn't say I hate certain things a whole lot. Right. But in Proverbs eight thirteen, it says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way. And the forward mouth do I hate. So God hates pride. Now, we might think it's cute. We might think, oh, I shouldn't have pride. I, I should be more humble. But when we get a, a clear picture of how serious this is uh, and how much God detests it, we need to take it way more serious. So we quench pride in our lives by reminding ourselves that God hates it. Number two, we talk about it all the time. The only way to really change our thinking and stop this flabby thinking that gets us nowhere in our life is to feed on the word of God. 
And and that's not just reading it. That is letting it change your heart. And that's to be absorbed in it. Uh, That's what's going to change us. So we remind ourselves God hates it. We feed on the word of God. We, and I love this one. I mean, nothing crucifies pride like crucifying our flesh. You know, like fasting. What is it about fasting? Uh-huh. You know, you're fat and happy and, and just eating your McDonald's or big juicy steak or whatever. And then there's something about depriving yourself for a time, not just of food, but of, of the luxuries that, yes, we have in, in life. Mm-hmm whether it's television or social media, there is something about starving that pride when we fast and, and, and deprive ourselves of, of some things. We, we crucify that flesh. The next one, worship. Worship, worship, worship. Authentic worship. Flip on your music. Um, I mean, to, to, to even, even talk about humbling yourself Get on your hands and knees, lay on your belly, and honor and worship the God of the universe that all good things come from him. And then finally, you know what? This is this is going to bite you in the butt as soon as you turn this podcast off because I know I know it's getting us all the time. But it's, it's, it's a constant daily crushing this thing, identifying it and saying, uh-uh. I'm done with that. Yeah, so when situations arise in your life starting today, yes. take, for instance, you were cut off in traffic. Ooh, and you're mad you and hot. that stiff oh, neck. Oh, that stiff neck. How dare they treat me that way? Again, all those situations, those feelings, that anger, that contention, stop and ask yourself, Why? Why do I care? Say you're embarrassed. What if someone said something about you or around other people and instantly you're like, oh no, all those are symptoms of pride. And really like Crystal and I say, it all goes back to, it seems like, how does this make me look? We never want to look bad. We always want to look big and smart and powerful and, and notable. Well, we need to stop. You know, let's be that rather than trying to to build an illusion that we're that way. Let yourself be embarrassed. You know, I think embarrassment is good because it, it does bring you low. You start going, oh, maybe I am not all that. Maybe I'm not as great as I think. So take opportunities. Say your husband or wife says something to you and ooh, it just stings you, gets you right in the side. And you, you look at it and go, there it is. I care so much about how people treat me, how they, they act around me. They're not making me feel important enough. It's all pride. So in Luke 14, 11, it says, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I always remember, you know, that, that statement, humble yourself or someone's going to do it for you. And, and I certainly don't want it to be God. And so we, we start to close with this where we, we opened with having pure thoughts and so we close with Psalm 5110, 
create in me a clean, a pure heart. And it's, it's really impossible to have if we do not have a heart of humility. And so this week, really start, like Jody, you just said, to recognize the true motive. Yes. You know, if you got to keep a motive journal, whatever it is, we lie to ourselves. Yeah. We, we can so lie to ourselves. And, and, but to really be honest, you know, and start dealing with yourself and your life. But we have to recognize if our motives are pure. And, and so point number two, that's how we get rid of pride. And we, we take on this humble heart, this heart after God. Remember we said, and Jesus humbled himself and went to the cross. Um, so he did it. Humility is possible. And so your mental muscle workout is exactly what Jody just said. Daily recognition of when pride is in our lives, take every opportunity to crush that monster. So... Again, thank you so much for being a part of the Soul Gym. I'm Crystal, and this is my sister Jody. We're the Soul Gym sisters. Thanks for listening. Uh, remember, if you want to dig deeper, we wrote a book called Mind Moxie, How to Help You Master What's Mastering You. Digs big time deep into the power of our thoughts and imagination. Hey, check out our website at mymoxielife.com. Support us in any way you can, whether that's financially or uh, with a shout out on social media. Tell your friends we're here and we will catch you next week at the Soul Gym where we whip flabby thinking into shape and develop mental, mental muscle. muscle. Bye. Bye.